Pepper. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dragging the Table. I am your host, DJ, and today I am joined by a man of many accolades, many shows, <laughs> the one and the only Riley Trudell. What's up, What's Riley? Up, man? How's it going? <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you? I'm great. It's an honor to be here on Dragging the Table. Um, this one has a much easier acronym for me to get right than your other show. What do you um, mean? TUE is the other one. <laughs> listen, it, I feel like Untrained Eyes acronym is like the Odell Beckham situation. Some call him ODB, some are OBJ. <laughs> like, I'm a UTE guy for life, all right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it could. You, this could just be called, uh, you know, I sign off with Keep Dragon. It could be the KDs. <laughs> Ooh. Good. <laughs> That's actually how I spent the time uh, when I was waiting for you to to uh, come on. I was like, you know, maybe I should come up with like a new untrained eye or dragging the table slogan. I got nothing so far. <laughs> We've had dive in on the plunge since episode one and we're sticking to it. Okay. Tell everyone your podcast, where to find you, all that good stuff. Yeah. So uh, I'm one of the hosts along with my husband of the plunge podcast. Uh, we're, uh, I don't know how to describe us. We're kind of weird, I guess. <laughs> we're like a younger, weirder, more, uh, non-smart version of all the other shows that we kind of interact with, with like general social commentary, but then just general lives. It started off as a show as us like going through our late college years and transitioning into the real world. And now it's just become me and my loving husband. Uh, shooting the shit for about an hour and a half every week and occasionally starting qualms with the Queen of England. Um, <laughs> we're called the Arcade Fire of Podcasting as it's it's me and The Hunt. Uh, we got married for charity last year, uh, but then we have a supporting cast of like 10 different people who come in every so often. So uh, we just like to get together every week, have fun. We just hit episode 100. You made sure to let you know that you beat us there along with, <laughs> you know, I feel I feel bad about that now because at the time I was like, because Beth was like, she was like, was that too mean? And I was like, no, they'll know no. we're kidding. And then I was like, at, when I heard it on the show and everyone hear it, I was like, I don't know, man. Would I say that if I was there? I don't know. <laughs> Listen, I'll be fair. If you said that to Chris Wutzke, he might have cried and never talked to you for like three weeks. If you said it to Jason Almy, he might have committed suicide on the spot. But with us, I think you're good. <laughs> Me and Hunter were just like, yeah, it was a roast. <laughs> they got us. It was out of love. Like, Beth, lo I, we both do, but Beth, to my shock, loves the plunge like really yeah she listens every week like <laughs> it's uh she'll she'll call me and be like hey did you hear the show yet <laughs> i love that. Uh, well, that that's my favorite review of all time on our show is someone was like i think it was chris his review this was before he like knew us overly well he's like these motherfuckers are hyper and make me feel old but they keep me up to date on the new things of young people, and it makes me feel young again. And I was like, "Cool, man! Like that's what I love." Like, <laughs> I will say, like the first, uh, like when I, when I first didn't know anybody, because Chris over at hashtag No Offense was like the only. It was before you guys were inner circle, and he was the only one that I really ever interacted with. Like what I knew of the plunge was it's young twenty somethings that there's a million of them. They have one microphone. And it's uh, they're like on some it's unlistenable, and I was like, all right, so it's what everyone thinks a podcast is gonna be. And then I was yeah. like, you know what, I have to, I have to hear this show. Like there is no reason why everyone would keep talking about the plunge if it wasn't something to be want to dive into. <laughs> and I did. Like I don't know, I love your guys' show. Like I, I want to impress the hunt so bad it makes my <laughs> head hurt. <laughs> whenever i get my one or two like nods from him on the show or wherever i'm like i did it <laughs> i did it that, yeah that's another one of my favorite parts is like the plunge is so uh pardon my pardon me pc please like we're just kind of retarded on the show <laughs> like we just it's us letting loose for a little bit and then like we'll go on things like we went on a corona talk in early covid days with randy or like we've been on some stuff and i always hear back where randy i hear back from like people who are like i talked to randy and he's always so impressed you guys actually aren't idiots and like actually have brains it's well i'm telling you i have like in the job that i do now i train a lot of young idiots that will just come in and come out and they're around your guys's age and my 
interaction with, because how old are you now? 20 what? 23. Yeah, 23. So you were what, 21 when you first started the show? 20? Yeah, Hunter, Hunter was like 18, like 19. My, listen, that is all I dealt with because I've been in construction like pretty much my whole working career. So all of the flunkies that came through, like that's all I heard when they're like 20-somethings are doing a podcast. I'm like, everyone, <laughs> everyone I've ever tried. But you guys are like, sh- like you are, when you finally kick into high gear, I feel like you're in middle gear right now. When you go into high gear, we're all going to be like grabbing onto your coattails, trying to hang on for dear life. Like, and you're, like you said, 23. You talked about, I remember on one of your episodes, you talked about buying a park <laughs> or what was it? You're like a big property. What was it? <laughs> oh, my, my house. Oh, no, 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 not the house. The can't, that's what it was. <laughs> Yeah, that was pre-corona. We had our we had it approved. We we were about to fucking buy a campground to start a business. <laughs> At 24, I was like trying to be like, all right. I was counting out my packs of ramen. Like, <laughs> that's like, yeah, that's the favorite part. It's like Hunter's going to be a doctor. Like, I work in software engineering. He's like, yeah, but this is where we let loose. We have fun. Like, we just try to make jokes. Our, I I just love the like. The whole thing is like we give we try to give back. We do our we do a lot of charity stuff is like none of us like we just like to make people laugh, put smiles on faces. And we just like having an outlet to do that every week. So what was the the thing that brought you to all the charity stuff? Because you seem to be like you weren't just like general charity. You were like, all right, I have a, it seemed like you had more of a like specific mission in mind. Um, Branding. What? <laughs> <laughs> so um, the chair. So we, uh, we do fundraising for the Special Olympics of New Hampshire, but they do a big event in New Hampshire every year called the Penguin Plunge. And their logo is literally a penguin, and it says, <laughs> like, taking the plunge. And we're like, well, shit, man, we got to get on that. <laughs> so there was nothing beforehand? You weren't like, I have some kind of connection to uh, the Special no. Olympics or anything? <laughs> the best part of all of it was when we started doing it, I emailed the the lady behind the outreach of it all. They're like, hey, we have these plans. Like, we want to work with you guys. Like, any help is appreciated. Like, if you like, we're doing this thing. We're doing this 24-hour live stream. And, like, we're the plunge. It'd be a good opportunity. Like, the plunge does the plunge, whatever. And we met with, like, their media team and the their outreach lady and stuff. Like, me and uh, Dave, just Dave. Just <laughs> Dave's kind of like, he's more of our, like, business savvy, like, calm, collected dad type guy. So me and him rolled up there. You never bring Hunter to things like that. <laughs> so we go and meet with them and they're like, yeah, so um, like we can share your links and you could do some stuff and we'll tweet it out. We're like, no, nope. <laughs> we didn't need we're to like, do this in person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're like, we're good. We don't need you to put anyone on to us. We have very different markets. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, because we're going to be doing some crazy stuff. And, uh, you know, like, we, we don't want to be, we don't want to hold ourselves back because our audience would be pissed if we held back. And yours wouldn't, like, we wouldn't be ourselves to gain people from you. And they're like, well, what, what kind of crazy stuff are you doing? Like, we're, you know, me and Dave look at each other. We're like, do we tell them Hunter's going to jump off ladders through me or we're going to get tattoos or get a, have a gay wedding covered in peanut butter? Did you tell them that? Because that's, you should have told them all of that. They might have been no. like. So immediately me and Dave, we look at them, we go, oh, you know, like we're just, you know, we swear a little bit because we're a comedy show, like an adult comedy. We can do that. And they're like, oh, okay, well. You know, if you send us any post stuff that's clean, like, we'll post that. We're like, cool, 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 cool. We just want your support in this. Like, if there's anything else we can do. So, they, they gave us some giveaway stuff and all that. <laughs> but I was like, listen, we're not censoring ourselves for the Special Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> so, has that led to anything else? Like, I know you're doing your, at least planning to plan another 24-hour stream. Like, is that yeah, going so to... Yeah, so we're going to do it again next year, try to up the ante. Um, we blew away our goal. We never anticipated on getting married. <laughs> well, what was the goal? The married was your top goal, right? Yeah, married was uh, the top goal. It was $1,420.69. <laughs> um, and we, we anticipated, like, $300, maybe, like, $400. Um and we did 900 in the first like three hours. So at that point, like two hours in, I looked at Hunter. It, it wasn't even midnight yet. It was like 
It was like 11 o'clock at night. We had a full-ass studio because all of our friends popped by the opening night. So we had like 11 people in this cramped-ass room that me and Hunter are going to spend 24 hours. And I was like, we're getting married, bro. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> um, and how? so what was your end goal? Or your end, uh, what did you end with? We ended total with like post donations mm-hmm. and then some other stuff. Um, and then with the help, so we had another guy, we have a, a local network as well. It's podcast, New Hampshire and another guy, I think his brother has special needs and he was like, Oh, this is super cool that you guys are doing this. Can I jump on your team? And we we're like, yeah. Um, so he came, we had a bunch of extra money cause we were only sending me Hunter and just Dave. So, and it costs like 500 a person to do it like in fundraising. So we had, we had some extra money and he raised like 400 and like we covered the rest for him and he joined our team. So with that included in the rest, we hit over $2,000. Dude, that is awesome. On a thing we thought we'd get like $200 for. So next year we're coming back. Uh, stakes risen. If you guys don't get $2,000, I'm divorcing Hunter <laughs> on air. That is the 1,099 goal <laughs> or 1,000. Yeah. yeah. 999 goal. Then yeah. the divorce. Uh, <laughs> so have you guys tried to, or, started formulating your top prize this time or your top goal this time i don't think so um but like that's we're gonna do in december so we got some months we put that together in like a month too so um now we have footage from last year's dive and like we have some stuff so uh i think i want to put on more of a production next year it was really cool because like you do the podcasting and like you get good at like audio and all that stuff but like I had to go and put on like a full ass media broadcast and it was kind of cool to prepare for and put on. And like when we hit end on that stream, it was the best feeling ever. I was like, I just put out a full ass like media thing. Like that was cool. (laughs) And then just collapsed into a pile. (laughs) Honestly, me and Hunter went out to get a beer after that. I was like, dude, you want to go grab a fucking beer? He was like, yeah, (laughs) because we didn't drink or have any sort of coffee the entire time. No coffee either. So the plan, I didn't want to crash midway. So the plan was to go until like 16 hours and then just start downing pots. <laughs> but then like, we just got occupied. We started like Jason Almy came through for like two hours and I got distracted. And then like, we got closer to the goal and I just kind of forgot all about it. So I didn't do any of that because I just forgot at near the end. <laughs> I planned on doing it heavy, but. Not so much. Cool, <laughs> Dude, that yeah, is cool. That is awesome. And like you guys, what. What made you, I was going to say what made you decide to do the stream, but I mean, yeah, what made you decide to do the 24-hour stream? Like, was there any other, like, ideas in the works before you landed on, like, this is how we want to do it? Because, like, what people I think is very cool about what you have done, because I don't remember if you did it or Jason did it first, was actually go to a comedy club and do a live show. Uh, or like a live podcast, which is like very ballsy, and I feel like it paid off, and like it was it was good, like it it was good. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, the comedy club, me and Jason actually got booked together. Um, so that was part of our our New Hampshire network as well. This comedy club was doing an event called Podtober mm-hmm. with uh, our network, and um, I think me and Jason are the two bigger shows out of the. F- so it was five weeks. It was five Tuesday nights at seven in like <laughs> an East bumfuck town, like middle of nowhere town. <laughs> and yeah, uh, he they had him open up the month and then they had us close the month. So he was the first show and we were the fifth show. And it was really cool because he was close to selling out and then we sold out, which like made me like shit my pants because <laughs> that shit was terrifying. Um, but like it's honestly like drugs though, because like I talked to Adam Simmons right after it. And I was like, dude, I want to fucking do that again. He's like, why do you think I do comedy? Like, why do you think I do this? Because I'm just chasing that fucking dragon, dude. Like, chasing that dragon the table. <laughs> <laughs> Episode uh, over. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that was one of those things. Is Now I want to get back out there and do it again. Because the comedy club thing was so cool to just, like, podcasting is a, it's a, it's a rewardless thing we do. Every like, inch of it is rewardless it's a rewardless (laughs) fucking thing you you make your shit and you send it out into the world you don't know if anyone's laughing you don't know if someone heard something and goes that was fucking funny or they send it to a friend and go yo listen to this you know nothing 
you you get the occasional comment someone being like great episode dude i'll be like thanks everyone in my network who feels obligated to respond <laughs> like, like uh <laughs> yeah so it's like you don't know so like making your jokes live and just getting that immediate reaction was something really cool um well i'll tell you it, part of what inspired doing having guests on this show was imagine you were doing that live show to no one like yeah. <laughs> just looking out onto an audience of empty chairs because that's well, what this show used to be is that and it is I can't describe the amount of nerve because I was like I would put out episodes and be like I don't know maybe this is the one where the first indie guy who gets 15 downloads will be canceled who knows <laughs> <laughs> yeah man it's crazy um the inspiration for the live show uh, not the live show the the stream was just we were at a meetup um, every year our local network has a meetup where all like the podcasters come in and like you just kind of network and stuff and they have like little seminars and stuff but seminars taken lightly like they had <laughs> J- jason almy give a seminar on podcasting well <laughs> <laughs> he is a doctor <laughs> <laughs> lord almy esquire um whatever the cowboy acronyms are um but i was talking to a friend he had done a uh a gaming one so i don't know if you what is it fucking called there's a big gaming one mm, that the 24 hour live stream it's um like a, the like a game or like twitch or something you mean it's yeah i'm trying to think of the company but there's a company that does huge like it's just 24 hour gaming live streams oh really um and he did one of those and i was like hey man like i'd love to do something like that because i've watched a few in the past of some of like the youtube companies i used to watch and like those are always some of my favorite things and then someone tossed the idea around of like doing a podcast like that and i was like that would stick that would be really hard i was like (laughs) but something like that of like a lot just a charity live stream of like a podcasting community-esque thing where like we just keep doing stuff and have segments set up like that could be cool and then I just like workshopped it there with um I think the head of the like the network there and then the guy who actually did the the dive with us and then we just worked it out and then like a month later we did it. So was so they were were they helping you at all or were you just kind of like all right here we go? Cuz that one thing I noticed when you were talking about it either before maybe it was just before or just after like I I I don't know. Clearly, I don't plan for anything. Like you were like, "Hey, is there anything I should know for the show?" And I was like, "Just follow the link. That's all you need to know." Uh, but I heard you talking about like blocking everything out and you know trying to time everything out, you know, semi perfectly to get everything like all right. Between these hours, we're gonna do exercise. Between these hours, we're gonna do Dungeons and Dragons. Uh- <laughs> yeah, we um the thing with the thing I knew we needed was if we were going to stay alert and awake and entertaining at all, is we need shit planned. We need to be excited for the next thing. We need to be like, oh, I'm excited for fucking Bob Ross time. Or, oh, we know this hour coming up is we're going to play Jackbox games with the stream. Like, I knew if we had things set aside, we wouldn't kind of, we wouldn't reach a lull because it would be like, all right, and we're getting ready for this. And then I hit bam and the next thing comes. What ended up working perfectly for that was the camera we were using had exactly a two-hour runtime before the battery died. So it worked more of like an hour and 54. So (laughs) pretty much like clockwork, every time that thing like blinked, we would just see it and be like, oh, and look at that. We're at our next block. So I had a little like five-minute video made to run between our little reset times to show everyone what we're doing for like new viewers and stuff. I would click that. And then we just had a routine where, the camera also massively overheated every time, <laughs> but it was the dead of winter and I was in a basement. So I would just take the camera off the thing real quick, grab the camera. I would put it in like a windowsill that was just covered in snow essentially on the other side to let it cool down for like three minutes. I had like eight batteries and chargers in rotation. So I would just throw the old one in an old, like in an open spot, grab a new one, pop it in and then rotate it on. And just like that, the video would be ending. I'll click it back in. There was a lot of shit behind the scenes where you're like, yeah, this shouldn't have worked, dude, <laughs> but it went off. I mean, seemingly without a hitch. I don't know if there were any like uh late night hitches that somebody missed, but it seemed to yeah, go off. You, YouTube took us down with 30 minutes to go. 
Yeah, did you ever find out why? I feel like it's been up in the air of why, or were they just like too long? <laughs> I think someone said something about ISIS, That's or they caught on to Hunter's nipples. It's one or the other. Yeah. But then, <laughs> but then I went on a rant and put us live again immediately. <laughs> yeah, it was something like that. But it was a good time. Like I'm excited for the next one. I know Hunter probably isn't. <laughs> I mean, you have to. You know, you have to be the peanut butter baby this year, right? Or this next stream. Like he can't be he has to be the one to apply. You have to go through peanut butter fluff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you'll be the fluff sandwich. Uh (laughs) we'll put fluff in the middle and peanut butter on the top and the legs. (laughs) I'm gonna refresh real quick because something froze on my stuff and now you're a little behind, so I'll refresh real quick. Okie dokie. Hey guys, uh, it's old school style. Remember when I used to do it like this? Remember when I was all by myself, but I wasn't on YouTube? Well, let me tell you about traffic these days, am I right? People are all out there with their faces in the cars, and Riley's back. (laughs) And he... I'm here, I'm in my closet, I'm ready to go. Uh, see, thank you. This will be the first maybe, well, I'll maybe edit this for the audio version. Who knows? Who knows? One person that's watching right now, you'll know when you hear it uh, next Thursday or whatever. <laughs> right at right the 20-minute mark. <laughs> um, Where were we? You were going to be a peanut butter fluff boy this I year. I don't be a peanut butter fluff boy. I'm self-conscious. <laughs> Listen, uh, what is it? What is it called? A uh, fluffer nutter? That could be oh. <laughs> human fluffer nutter. We still have to get our tattoos, and Hunter still has to body slam me through a fucking uh, off a ladder. So don't that's not do that. Be fun. Don't do it. Don't do the. We body. have to. You can't just do. You know, just reenact it with little WWF figurines, and uh, you're back, Listen, sir. <laughs> how are people gonna donate next year if we don't follow through on our promises? Listen, I will make this pledge right now. I will make up the ladder donations uh, if if need be. <laughs> I would like the next one not to be done from a wheelchair, both of you. Just like, well. We'll be fine. <laughs> we were yeah, both paralyzed la- from the waist down. <laughs> it was worth it, though. Um, there was a lot of growing pains, though, last year. Like th- For next year, I'm excited to see what we can do with it because I think we're going to move into a bigger space. I'll probably clear out my fucking living room for a day and just like, have it in there instead of a tiny room in my basement that's like 40 degrees. Everyone that came to visit was like, Jesus, it's cold. And me and Hunter were like, dude, I'm fucking dying in here. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, that's me, though. Like, I am, I'm sure I would have loved it. (laughs) Uh, What was I going to say to you? Well, we'll be, we got to do an in-person UTE because I'll be down in Tampa often this fall. I'm sorry, I don't know what a UTE is, but if you mean (laughs) T-U-E... It's like how Black Taylor is BLT, you know? He's <laughs> like, what's the L stand for? Like, black. <laughs> BL, period. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, dude, the plunge. By the way, can I just uh, big up myself? The coolest thing I've ever done is give you the idea to use Plungeons and Dragons. Like, that is the. Oh, so good. That is. Like the highest honor I have ever received in my life. Uh, how much do I need to pay for a signed uh, everybody to sign that and send it to me? <laughs> I will. I will. I can do that for you. What? Honestly, I'll, I'll get. I'll get another. I <laughs> Dude, why you should sell those? I'm telling you, people would. I would buy one. I would buy one. If wait until you. If you start selling them, wait for that and let me buy it from you. <laughs> All right, I'll see. Uh, I'll see what I can get done. I'll, I'll I'll put out. I'll put a little feeler out there. Dude, you are the freaking merch god. So <laughs> if anyone can get it done, <laughs> I was gonna say we have merch, but only for ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey guys, I got these hats and stuff, but only for our team because the fucking arcade fire takes it all before it gets. <laughs> I remember one of the first times that I saw anything from the plunge on social media was your photo shoot with all of like your new, uh, like the new logo, the new, like the shirt that's behind you. Yeah, Those shirts didn't last long, but good, good, good part of the archives. 
<laughs> any special reason or just not much made? Yeah, we just didn't make too many of them. But it was funny because that guy did design our new logo. Because I was like, hey, I kind of like that penguin, though. Can you make them, like, pissed off and, like, use it elsewhere and less cartoony? And he was like, yeah. That's actually the same guy who did our Plungeons and Dragons. Dude. Yeah, it, you. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you coming up with Plungeons and Dragons. The second I saw that, my jaw just dropped. And I go, holy <laughs> shit. Because <laughs> if you remember, like, I just threw out a bunch of them because I was like, ah, this will be funny. And then you were like, dude. You, and I didn't think you were serious because you were like, dude, I'm changing stuff right now. And I was like, ah, yeah. that's funny. Uh, and then the first ep dropped. And I was like, oh, <laughs> Yeah, I think you sent back like Plungeons and Penguins, like Dungeons and Penguins, <laughs> <laughs> Plungeons and Dragons. I was like, that's so fucking good. I don't even remember its original name. I think it was called Huzzah, a Plungeon. <laughs> that's, a dun- that uh, is what it was. Yeah, which I think is it good. Was Huzzah, a Plunge D and D podcast or something. <laughs> I still like Huzzah. Uh- <laughs> I, I like Huzzah too. Um, it's been hard with Corona, especially with uh, our DM like being a and uh emergency care nurse like but we're gonna try to get a stream going one of these days and crank out a few episodes because like we have fun with that we're so bad (laughs) at plungeons and dragons but but that's the thing you guys are good together anyway like i couldn't it it just would be impossible to listen if you guys weren't all just super endearing like the way that you clearly have the love-hate relationship that you guys have with tuba is maybe one of my favorites <laughs> because that guy, can I just like big up Tuba for a little bit for a second here too? That guy, when he sent in that Randy Savage message for your 100, <laughs> yeah. he cemented his place in my heart forever. And then when he was like, at the end, when he was like, guys, it's me, I was like, <laughs> I want to hug him. <laughs> it's so funny because like he'll just come down. He has like random days off because he works at Coke. And he'll have, like, Tuesdays and Wednesdays off. So he'll text me on, like, a Wednesday. He'll be like, hey, are you home? I was like, yeah, dude, I'm working from home. Like, can I come Can I come hang out? Be like, I, yeah, man. You live eight feet away. You live up a staircase within my house. Like, Weren't you guys friends before? Like, why would he yeah, be like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I know, like, I have a buddy that if we ever lived together, there would be no, like, Hey, can I? I would just be like, hey, it's yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, that's the thing. It's like, it, it brings me back to like when I was in college. It's like, you don't ask your friends if you could come hang. You just burst in their fucking door, be like, yo, I got Bud Light. <laughs> what a good dude. I love that guy. Uh, <laughs> so fun. He, he's, he always has stocked up energy drinks. And anytime he visits me, he's like, hey, you, uh, you want a body, body armor? We got a new brand. It's like how Chris always brings Duchess, <laughs> like all the new beers they're sampling. He'd be like, hey, uh, Moxie's coming back and they let us test some. You want Dude, they had a Moxie, it's the red one, right? It's in like a red can or I bottle Moxie or something. Moxie was like the cream the orange cream soda one. Maybe I don't know. There's like a up north soda that Florida does not have. And I remember somebody talking about it. It's yeah. I I don't remember what God dang it. I wish I could remember. I wish I hadn't have brought it up. But there <laughs> What's your favorite bargain brand soda name? Ooh, <laughs> ooh! I know the first time I saw, uh, what was it? I think it was like, what was it, Doctor Thunder or something? Whatever the knockoff yep. Doctor Pepper yep. was, I Dr. saw that and was like Doctor oh. Perky. Doctor <laughs> Perky is one of my favorites. Mountain Lion is my all-time favorite. Ah, it's I just think blood. I, I want to say Mountain Lion was the Sam's Club Mountain Dew. And was it spelled like L Y O N? I think it was just li- like normal lion, but like, <laughs> that would be way better. Like, yeah, this, this is Mountain Dew. It's <laughs> <We're> lion. <laughs> Uh, what was, yeah, I remember, did you, have you ever, okay, we're talking about sodas, did yeah. you ever have, a, like, a, there was always stuff that I wanted to try when I was a kid that I couldn't until I was an adult, and some of the stuff I didn't know why, and one of those things was the drink tab. Uh, oh, like for my... me it was Pib. <laughs> we don't have Pib everywhere up here. I uh, think only Chipotle has it for some reason. <laughs> so anytime I went down south, I was like, you best believe I'm getting me some Pib. Like, I'm talking myself up, walking into a fucking checkers. I'm like, yeah. 
And did you try it? And then what happened? Were you? I was like, oh, this is just Dr. Pepper. Word. Okay. Hey, listen, it's doc. It's for it's it's for Dr. Pepper's kid. Okay. Because yeah. it's now it's Pib Extreme. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's how you know it's for the children. No, mine was Tab, and I didn't realize because I just bought. Because of course I'm an adult with money now, so I'm like, <laughs> I would. Why would I buy one or a six pack? I buy a case. Because I yeah. am the king now. And so I bought a case of Tab. And it's just it's just watered-down Diet Coke. Like, it's <laughs> sugar-free. It tastes terrible. And I had a case of it. And I'm the kind of person that can't just be like, well, it's terrible. I throw the rest of it away. I drank all of them. <laughs> I drank every single one. And, yeah, I'm sad. I don't, <laughs> I don't know who it was. yet. I think it was on your mom's house. And they're like, if you drink Pepsi... <laughs> you don't deserve to live. And I was like, I feel personally attacked by this. And then, because my mom's been like a, instead of coffee growing up, she was a Diet Pepsi girl. Oh, so my like, goodness. So, like, <laughs> on her drive to work, she, like, crack open a Diet Pepsi, a Diet Pepsi, and then, like, that was her... We that was one of those. Do you have one of those drinks where you just have like 14 12 packs in your house for some reason? You like, can't run out of this ever. <laughs> Mine. <That was> di- <laughs> Go ahead. That was Diet Pepsi in our house. Like. <laughs> And I felt personally attacked because then he's like, and if you drink Diet Pepsi, don't even get me started there. I was like, God damn it. You got the right one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, ours was our drink of choice. Like, we grew up dirt poor. Uh, and so poor that my mom, apparently there was some kind of like price such a price difference between whole milk and skim milk that she would only buy skim milk. And dude, your face is exactly right. But I didn't know that because I grew up on skim milk. And then when I made it to high school, uh, I spent the night at my buddy Antoine's house and he, as a joke, what is this, what is this magic? Well, okay. What is this magic cream I'm drinking. So here's what happened. He, he was like, Hey, do you want some cereal and a glass of milk? And I was like, of course I would. And so he yeah. pours me some cereal and a glass of milk and he gives it to me. I start eating the cereal and I'm like, God, these tricks or whatever taste delicious, like extra delicious. And then I start, I drank the milk and it tasted normal and he started dying laughing and I couldn't figure out why. And through laughs that he, I, he just could not get to, he had cut the milk, the whole milk with half water. And it tasted exactly like still, what I knew of skim milk. It was still better than your skin. And he was losing his mind. <laughs> Can I ask you something? You drink the milk every time you have cereal, right? How do you not? The- <laughs> I had my mind, I was FaceTiming my girlfriend last night, and she finishes a bowl of cereal, and then she just dumps the milk out. Well, what kind of cereal was it? Was it Cheerios? It was Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Get the hell out of my face. <laughs> I dumped her on the spot. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And then she goes, I was like, why don't you drink the milk? She goes, well, most of the time I just let my cat drink it. And I was like, what? No. <laughs> that was the best. You got Cocoa Krispies and then you got chocolate milk at the end. That was the whole point. Or Cocoa yes. Puffs. You're like, oh, two treats in one? Don't mind if I do. What? What, what was her Crap, uh, Captain Captain Crunch? You get sugar berry milk, like <laughs> that's why I asked if it was milk. Cheerios. It Cheerios would make sense because you're like, ugh, somehow you made milk blander with just yeah. regular Cheerios. Uh, <laughs> but what was her excuse for this? <laughs> she goes, huh? I don't know. I was like, this that's unexcusable. I, <laughs> I don't think I could forgive this. Her one. parents are serial killers. That's the only yeah. explanation. Because she's just imitating what her parents did. She just saw her mom and dad just dump perfectly good milk. <laughs> that's crazy God. to me. I'm trying to think of something. That's like being like, uh, I can't finish this drink. It's half my ice melted. What do you mean? Like, I <laughs> I can't imagine growing up in my household again if I had to go back and be raised in my house. Because I grew up in a 2% family. And like now if I had 2%, I'm like, ah, cream. <laughs> like, holy shit, that's heavy. <laughs> Do you we drink milk at all anymore? Cereal. And that's it? C- cereal to, or to like mix in with like breading or eggs. Like, that's it. Okay, here's another important question. Did you ever just drink a glass of milk? Like, just yeah. apropos of nothing. Just be like, you know what? I'd like a nice cold glass of milk. Yeah, we were like a five gallon a week family. Like, 
I we was, were a, you were a put the milk in the middle of the dinner table, <laughs> suburban white caucasity. We're eating dinner together at the din- dining table. Like, you know that room every house has that has a kitchen, like a dining room like set that is just no one uses? We yeah. used it. That's That was how <laughs> Caucasian we were. I imagine you just like guys just dumping saltines into a bowl of milk like, hmm, delicious. <laughs> uh, uh, no, we... <laughs> Sorry that <laughs> no we we our family was orange juice like however many bottles of milk you went through we went through gallons of orange juice like it really? was really like they gave it away we used to get yelled at every single day cuz me and my brother would house <laughs> all these gallons of orange juice now can you drink orange juice today or are no. you a less orange juice see that's the thing i can't do orange juice i never have been able to I'm pretty and sure I, I made myself uh, lactose intolerant and what's the other one? I gave myself like early onset heartburn because <laughs> I didn't know what was going on with my body. And I'm like, it's just like fire all the time, right? In this chest area. Your body's <laughs> like the acid cons- consumption is just astronomical. <laughs> and it was. It was. <laughs> we, uh, I can't like dairy now in general, aside from cheese, like anything cream based makes me like the sight of it i grew up you know what my dad does my dad does 14 creams in his coffee wow your dad is gonna die soon (laughs) (laughs) and he's done that for 20 years at least my whole lifetime he used to go because duncan's every hat like quarter mile around here he would get an extra large coffee and he used to go heavy 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 cream and then like three years ago Cause then he would get his heavy, heavy, heavy cream and he would go, cause you know, it's already cool by the time he gets yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> he would take a sip and go Mm-mm, and hand it back, go more cream. <laughs> so one day he finally asked, goes, how many creams is that? And they go 14, sir. And now that's just in his thing. Oh my God. <laughs> we would go through one of those like half gallon creamer things every like five days. It was disgusting. Okay, I changed my mind. Your dad's never going to die. I hope you guys get along because he's going to be alive your whole life. He would have died too many years ago. (laughs) So how do you take your coffee? Black. Okay, I guess I don't know how my parents took their coffee. Like we weren't, uh, you know, we didn't communicate like that. Uh, But (laughs) uh, yeah, I'm black coffee guy all day long. I just found out today that that makes you a that is one of the categories for you might be a serial killer. So I don't know, man, but whatever. I'll kill as many people as I have to not to have to put sugar and cream in my coffee. (laughs) Yeah, I've never done sugar. Like even when because you got to start somewhere like for (laughs) me, the path was the the path was was coffee, ice cream, then culottas, then like (laughs) heavy caramel swirl and then eventually just down to black. But like I've never done sugar. Um, If I do iced coffee, I'll do I'll do like flavor. Or a little bit of almond milk, but hot coffee's always black. Yeah, I can't drink cold coffee, and I, it's. I figure the coffee is just too hot to for flavor to matter anyway. So black coffee, my tongue is burnt off to a crisp, and there you go. I have my fuel for the day. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. That's the only dangerous part of work from home is I spend a lot less money because I'll just hit the cafeteria at my work. It's like two bucks. I'll get a large. I'll fill my like travel mug and be good for the day. Now I'm spending like no money because my roommate pretty much pays for all the coffee stuff. But I'm drinking a dangerous amount of coffee. And it doesn't even do anything for me. I just like it. Like, like I'm not one of those people who gets headaches when I don't get it. Like, if I don't get it, I'm fine. I just like to have my coffee. I would like you to go for 24 hours without coffee. Like, start at the normal time you would start drinking coffee and then go 24 hours. If you don't get a headache, I'm jealous of you. I I get a headache after, like, 10 hours like my yeah I, i'm good i don't like i don't caffeine doesn't do anything for me i'm just and that's why my roommate thinks i'm a serial killer back to serial killers he does not understand how i don't have like a, a vice oh you've got a vice <laughs> we don't know what like, it is yet and you won't admit it but you've got a vice <laughs> well that's the thing is he's like you don't like smoke you don't like drink alcoholic level like you don't rely on caffeine like you're because he's seen me go without it i'm like yeah i'm good he's like i don't get it he's like if i don't have 
like a cigarette or like if you drink, he's in a drinking bitch. He's like, I can't function. He's like, but you can just function whenever you don't get headaches when you don't have anything. You're a serial killer. Your vice is murdering people. <laughs> no, like, he, yeah. he's just not thinking, but he's not, he's thinking too narrow. He's not thinking broad enough because your vice, I'm going to tell you, do you, do you have any idea what your vice is? Cause I am going to tell you what it is. Go for it. It is tasks. Like you, because like when we've been, when we have played like games on stream or whatever, you are all over the map. Like I would never guess that you would be able to uh, like pull it together and be like, we're going to do this show and focus on it for an hour and a half. Cause you're like, uh, I know we're about to rob this bank, but I got this BMX bike and I'm about to try and do a wheelie over a car over here. And we're like, Hey man, what are you, where are you going? You're like, yeah, whatever. Uh, but you because like lock into whatever it is that you're doing with now what we know is serial killer uh uh, <laughs> uh a serial, serial killer trance. killer attention <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm serial killer locked in <laughs> that's it i'm telling you your advice is tasks like you're like all right i've decided this is what i'm gonna do and i'm gonna the blinders are going on and uh this is just what I like to do, guys. <laughs> oh, you should bike. see me at work when I'm like, like I'm wildly productive at work because I'll just like and just. Crazy. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Are you allowed to say what you do? I've always wondered because people talk, but <laughs> not yeah, talk. Like, I mean, like, okay, well, you know, like Duchess will be like, "Hey, it's a, he works for Tony Stark," and I'm like, "What does he have?" I mean? work. I work in defense. That's really <laughs> <laughs> like that's yeah. Like I do software stuff. So, That's like, it. you tell the drones to go and be like, all right, listen, just, I know we're supposed to get this one guy, but it's fine. Just, the swath no. is just this much wider. I, 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 have, a, I have a boring desk job. I sit, <laughs> I sit at a desk and listen to podcasts. By the way, that is the real, the real test. Like, Beth, my wife, she is, she can only listen to, like, maybe two or three a day because she like has to pay attention to her job. And that's how I know oh. what I do is mindless. Cause I'm like, well, I just get the playlist ready and I push play and I never push pause <laughs> for the whole day. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm like, I can do like two or three a day. Cause then I start to like, I'll just throw music in at some point. Like you ever have the weeks where like you feel obli we're in, we're so deep into the community now. Like we're some of the longer running guys, like, we're active in it. And you just like, now you're, I have obligations to listen to my friends before anyone else. And I'm like, man, this week I'm just not feeling podcasts. Like, <laughs> I really, you know, what my thing that I do, like once a month, uh, Castbox, like they have audiobooks for free on there. Yeah. And uh, I will listen to The Art of War. Like, at least, I'll try and do that at least once a month, listen to that whole book. And I'm telling you, it is like, it is energy to listen to that because you get to really? the end and you're like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this. <laughs> uh, and it's different, too. Yeah. What were you going to yeah, say? I'm sorry. It's a different tone. No, no. Uh, that It's just like sometimes you just have to change it up. <laughs> yeah. I've honestly thought about getting like an audible subscription or whatever you have to do. I haven't looked into it at all yet just to yeah. start listening because I've I feel like I've listened to every music i'm ever gonna listen to like if something really comes out that i need to hear like someone will let me know i yeah. somebody will be like did you hear the new whatever and i'll be like nope and now i get to experience it new for the first time hooray yeah. <laughs> i i don't know why but i also kind of feel that way because like i've listened to all the old stuff like i'm one of those people like my girlfriend hates me all the time because she's like you know every song I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know what to tell you. She's like, every, she's like, your playlist doesn't have one song that's like the next one. Like, you go from like Biggie Smalls to 60s country to Jim Croce to like, whatever. And I'm like, yeah. She's like, I'm like, I don't know. I just like music and I've listened to a lot of it and I think I'm good. Like, I don't think I'm going to be blown away by much of this new stuff. Yeah. And that's the thing is like what I've noticed from listening to podcasts, I don't know, incessantly for the past however many years, is when something good does come along, like, it makes it, to me anyway, in my own head, I've decided it makes it that much better. Like, I just can somehow enjoy the music more because I'm like, oh, I'm not consuming this all the time. So it's like, yeah. huh. <clears throat> but then you get caught up in stuff like Lil Nas X and people make fun of you because you like him unironically. <laughs> Listen. 
That shit was a bop. All right, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm still here to say that's the song of the decade. All right. I agree. <laughs> longest running was it all time? Longest running Billboard song of all time. Longest running of all time. Best everything of all time. Craziest like, outfits in ten years. Brought Billy itself, Ray Cyrus back from the grave. <laughs> just so funny. Because <laughs> like. You could be like, yeah, music, like, oh, you know, the Eagles album. Like, <laughs> be like, Lil Nas X is better. They'd be like, what? No, I'm a music classicalist. Big number one. The stats don't it. lie, sir. Yeah, <laughs> numbers don't lie. Baby ball don't lie. Shoot them up. Let's go. <laughs> Can I tell you, though, the thing that endeared me to Lil Nas X immediately is when the country community was like, no, thank you. We will have none of this. Well, that's what that's what kicked it all off. Dude, they ruined it for themselves. Like, they made themselves yeah. irrelevant in that moment and didn't even know it. <laughs> I saw a thing the other day. I think um, Doja Cat, who's, like, one of the new, like, Cardi B's coming out. Like, one of the new, the new like, woman, like, ah, like, <laughs> Nicki Minaj, Cardi B-esque person. She uh, she made a remix to a song with, I think, Beyonce. It, Billboard tweeted it something, like, number one like remix song in the last like 10 years Lil Nas X quotes it and goes I didn't remake the same song 27 times to be slighted by Billboard like this well did you see I saw something somebody tweeted out something that Takashi 69 was like showing right. how Billboard was just basically pay for play <laughs> yeah he was outing like Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber Dude, they erased him from existence. They were like, nope, took no more Takashi 69. He snitched on us, and that is one snitch too far. <laughs> uh, he's it's so funny just following him, though. It's one of those things where you're like, I can't take my eyes off of it. Like it, it's entertainment. He went live after getting out of prison and had <laughs> three million people on his Instagram live. Why not? I and mean, then, it's go ahead. <laughs> and then he dropped uh, his first song. It had like two million views in like eighteen minutes. Like, do you know how many how many people have media companies like YouTube companies, and it takes them three months to get that like yeah. putting out like eight pieces of content a day, dude. And that's what's crazy about. Uh, I didn't think about this either. You, I, you had to have this, at this point heard of Joe Rogan eventually yes. moving exclusively to Spotify. What I didn't realize about that is that that also means uh, there's going to be no, no more on YouTube, just clips, yeah. which like that. I was just scrolling through his videos and everything besides the big ones like your Alex Joneses and your Elon Musk's uh, averages about two or three million views per video. And <laughs> only I, mean, yeah, I, I say only, but I mean, I can say yeah. that about Joe Rogan because you're like, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, but what does that do you have any like i don't know how much you you really follow anything on youtube but like does do you have any like what does that mean to you when you hear that that he's moving to spotify that you know taking away the taking away from youtube was the thing that i didn't think of that i thought was crazy it's gonna be weird because not a lot of people over like 25 are on spotify i find like even i just accessed our like plunge statistics um for Spotify, like you can get your shit all set up on there. Our audience is like on there is like 97% 18 to 24. Like, so, and I think he has the opposite where most of his audience is like 25 plus. Like, so I don't know how that's going to work for him. Spotify is probably banking on this being like, yep, we're going to make a lot of money, but they must have paid a lot I've money. I've heard a hundred to two hundred million. I've seen, yeah, I've seen uh, ballparks of like a hundred million with no years tied to it yet. But I mean, here's the thing: I have I the first thing I did when I heard that was just subscribe to all the podcasts that I listen to on Spotify. And at some point, I'm going to be starting to like phase myself into using Spotify just to see. But I've I've moved over. I think the good thing will be well. Okay, so I'll ask you: How is the interface right now? Like, is it? Good. Is it? Yeah, I like it a lot. You just click. Oh, you know, I don't. Do you use Spotify for music or anything? I very like spotily. Huh. Okay, I I've used it for my music for like five, ten years, like five years now. Mm -hmm. 
And like, I love it for there. Like it makes like the music side. I've always been heavy music, like way better than Apple music. Like I've always been team Spotify. Cause like it makes you like five playlists every single day that it thinks you'll like, it tells you everything new that like anyone like you listen to has released that day. Like they're very user-friendly. Like they give you shit and they've now gone heavy into podcasting. So now on the music tab, there's also now a podcast tab. It shows you everything you follow, all the new episodes on one, and then like all the shows. It then has recommendations, shows you'll like, like same as it does for music. Like, mm-hmm. hey, here's like what you've been listening to lately. Here's what you might like, like new shows, like follow this. It's very user-friendly. The stuff <laughs> updates, like Apple Music, I can't, I make weekly episode templates. Like you do the same, can't mm-hmm. get them on Apple Music. But Spotify, that's my album art. It shows up. Like, so I can specify as that. Like, it's pretty, it's pretty good. I like it a lot. Um, they do have a vendetta with the Simmons and Moore podcast as they banned them early on in their life uh, before they focused on podcasting too much. <laughs> but so that's it. That's like the only podcast I listen to throughout <laughs> now. No, I just think it's cr- like because th- that was the main complaint that I saw is people are like, oh, well, podcasts, they, they, they don't do podcasts yet, really. So who knows? But like they're moving over. They're fully ready. And I mean, that's the thing. Like, I got to imagine that like me, because uh, I already had Spotify on my phone that, you know, people were as soon as that episode dropped uh, with Patton Oswalt, where he announced it, like downloads were through the roof. Subscribe. You know, people were like, oh, I got all these new subscribers. So weird. Like, yeah, everybody yeah. moved to Spotify all of a sudden like yeah. that. It's only going to get better. I don't know. I just don't understand the big vendetta against because some people are super against Spotify for podcasts. Yeah, I'm curious if they're going to now try to get YMH because that's a pretty huge YouTube based show, too. Dude, by the way, that's they're in the, they're in the same gang, but they do a lot of clips. They rely heavily on the YouTube because they show audio like visual. So I don't know. I, listen, if I, I know you're a big uh, YMH fan as well, and if anybody is going to work the deal that lets them stay on YouTube, it'll be Tom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. But you, you never know because they're clearly in that circle now. Like, <laughs> dude, they, I, I, I don't know. When did you start? How long have you been listening to your mom's house? I'm not that long of a listener. I'm probably like less than a year now, but like, yeah, I've been like a couple of years now, and it it's funny. Do you listen to any of the adjacent shows to that as well? Mm-hmm. Like, no. like Doctor Drew after dark or where my mom's at. Or the I don't Honey even Do listen. To, I don't like Bert at all, so I don't listen to Two Bears either. Well, okay, wait a minute. All right, we have to talk about this. Why yeah. do you not like Bert Kreischer? You were the it's you were like the second or third person I've heard be like eh, Bert Kreischer. Meh. It's like too much for me because like <laughs> I don't think he's all that funny. I really don't like. I think his. He has shock value and like in like yeah and like I don't know I'm not it's not the comedy I like so I don't know I just don't Did you watch the new special? I tried. I will say this that Starbucks joke I'm telling you Riley you will go back that, to that That was a good that was a good one. I wouldn't just call that one <laughs> of his best jokes. I would call that one of the best jokes. Like that, yeah, was, that was so good. It was unbelievable. It was funny because there was so much buildup, and you knew exactly what the punchline was, but he just delivered it. You were like, yeah, I knew what this was coming, but fucking nailed it. <laughs> uh, listen, you were wrong about Bert, but I forgive you. Uh, <laughs> so wait, who is your... Because I would say Bert is probably my favorite comic. I don't think that's a shock to anybody, but who yeah. do you think is your favorite comedian? It's probably Tom. I, like, I'll throw on one of his specials probably once a week while I'm working. He is so, like, what I like about Tom Segura is how polarizing he is. Like, because Beth, my wife, she loves his comedy. Like, she will, but will, like, kind of go in and out on the podcast. Like, she is not into, like, their brand of humor. Is like, yeah. how far they take everything and getting That's gross the thing and all is, that. like, I love him. I love Anthony Jeselnik. Like, I love the just dry, like, morbid, <laughs> like. Dude, Anthony Jeselnik is, <clears throat> excuse me, he is a master. Like, he was just on Whitney Cummings' podcast yeah. like a week or two ago, and I I, I love that dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't, because that's like in my normal life, like when you go on air, you kind of, you, you you crank it up a little, so like I'm more energetic and shit, but like my normal life, that is my type of humor. Like, my girlfriend can't stand it because she's like, I can never tell when you're serious because I just say <laughs> everything confidently in a dry tone 
She's like, I can never tell when you're kidding. And I'm like, yeah, you'll learn maybe. <laughs> well, then we have that in common because yeah. I have had plenty of people over the years be like, well, I used to think you were an asshole, but uh, you were just kidding, I guess. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <Maybe>. I, what? <laughs> uh, like, it's <clears throat> it's a weird existence to be in that, you know, because do you did you realize you were dry until some until someone told you or were you just like, yeah, it's obvious that I'm joking. I think it was because a lot of people are like, dude, you're a dick. And I'm like, no, you just don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hilarious. You just haven't caught up yet. (laughs) Yeah, I think I've I've been like that for a while where it's just like, if you don't know me, you might think I'm a dick. And then you realize, like, if you start being around it more, you're like, oh, that's kind of funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, and that's what it, it took for me is like years after high school. I think I was, I don't know how old I was, but some dude that I went to high school with, I was doing some work with him. And he was like, man, you're a really nice guy. I was like, yeah, I, I mean, thanks. I don't know. He's like, you were just always so mean in high school. I was like, mean in high school? I was in the marching band. I was made <laughs> fun of by a guy that, w- okay, there was a guy that used to make fun of me that everyone used to make fun of. They called him Philip McSniff because he smelled bad. And he <laughs> was like my main bully. <laughs> We had a kill like that in college. His name was was Smelly Mike. This kid would leave a trail of... I don't think he ever showered. He left a trail of stank behind him everywhere he walked. Like, if you were just walking through campus, you would just, like, catch a whiff. You'd be like, oh, Smelly Mike's in here. Yeah. Like, where the fuck is he? He wore a Avengers, like, just full of superheroes sweater at all times. The same shirt every day because he didn't shower. And then he would just... You know the thing you do when you put your shoes on, but when you got to just run out to the yard real quick so you don't put the heel all the way on yeah. and you're, like, stepping on the back? He looked like that, but all the time. Make your shoe into a slide. And you're like, yeah, this is cool, right? I remember one time where we had a full elevator going up to the seventh floor. I think we were going to a party on a dorm. And I think he lived on, like, the third floor of this dorm. And I think we were going down. And... <laughs> The door opens on the third floor. It's Smelly Mike's just standing there. And I have never seen an elevator empty quicker <laughs> than all of us just being like, no fucking way. We'll do the stairs. Not going to happen. <laughs> there was, I had a class with this kid, and he sat in the top left corner of this class, mm-hmm. like right by like the professor, top left. Imagine it's just like 10 I- by 10 desks like throughout, right? Like... So he sat in like 1A. He had his roommate who for some reason just had no sense of smell. He must have sat in 1B with him. And then the entire rest of row one, fully empty. The rest of row two, fully empty. And then the first like six in row three, like directly behind him, were just empty. And then the rest of the class just sat in like a a Tetris pattern in the opposite like so you can actually him. see the radius of his stink with the like, <laughs> no, well, like sat. the whole room stank because like the second you crossed into the plane of the door, you just get punched in the face by smell. You'd be like, oh, God. One time he left the class and this teacher was just this old dude. And he looked at the class and goes, boy, is he foul? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, there are people. Did anyone ever approach him like, hey, do you have no sense of smell? Because that does happen. Like, people sometimes don't have a sense of smell. I think he got, like, I think he must have had a disease or something. Like, it was bad. Like, <laughs> it wasn't, like, B.O. Like, it was, like, you went to the dump, and it's a 90-degree day bad. Like, at all times, in, like, a 100-foot trail. Like, he he looked like the fucking kid from the Peanuts who just had a cloud around him at all times. Pig pen, yeah. Yeah, he fucking was a fat pig pen. <laughs> I well listen I I mean I imagine I didn't smell that bad but like I remember I don't know if you remember but I remember vividly the day that I went from not needing deodorant to needing deodorant as a child <laughs> because third grade I just you know what's funny I remember the classroom I don't remember the grade but I remember there was a girl that sat like I think behind me diagonally to the right and her name oh. was <laughs> It's fifth grade. You know what it is? I coach elementary school basketball and I can always tell cuz we have like two practices a week and usually one game. 
I can always tell the day they got the video. You walk in and they're all just like shy, like and a little extra giggly. They're like, boops. You're like, yeah, dude. Uh, but I remember like raising my hand for something and then I could smell my own arm and was like, Oh my God, why am I, what is happening? <laughs> so is I don't me? know. Yeah. It was like, yeah. And that is the first reaction, right? You're like, geez, somebody. <laughs> yeah. He's like, gotta be someone else. Somebody smells like <laughs> boiled onions. What is going on? <laughs> I couldn't, couldn't be me. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen... I want to talk about this. This is the one thing I had on my agenda to, to bring up. Please. Chuck, Chuck E. Cheese, during Corona, they haven't been selling much pizza, right? There's not a great stigma around <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese pizza. Like, well, I'll say it. All right. <laughs> I'll, I'll be the bold one out here. I'll, I'll man up and say it. No one's itching for fucking Chuck E. Cheese pizza during this COVID-19 quarantine. <laughs> on DoorDash and shit. They changed their name to Pasquale's Pizza to try to trick people into ordering Chuck E. Cheese pizza. Did you know this? Can I tell you that as a, I, I'm, I don't have kids, but I do have nephews, so I've been to yeah. Chuck E. Cheese uh, more than a few times. Yeah. Chuck E. Cheese pizza, not that bad. It is. Not- I like Chuck E. Cheese pizza. It's <laughs> super greasy. It's definitely a different taste. But it's pretty good. It's not bad. Like I wouldn't. Uh, I've definitely had worse. I've had. They got. Much they got the worse. aeration at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> There's they not too that. much of that, like uh, like crumbly stuff on the bottom. What is that? Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? Uh, it's not like yep. grit on the bottom. It's good. It's <laughs> like it's like a poor man's deep dish for some reason. Yeah. Like they got their crust <laughs> for deep dish, but they're like, we're cooking this our own way though. Like it <laughs> looks like it would taste better than it does. Like it is not very flavorful, but it is good. I'll I go w- as far to say that Chuck E. Cheese pizza is better than any pizza you could buy in New York or New Jersey. Um, especially New Jersey. Uh, especially <laughs> New Jersey. But yeah, they changed their name to Pasquale's pizza because there's a man in uh, Chuck's, uh, Chuck's band named Pasquale, and they're now going under the alias of Pasquale's Pizza to sell online Zaz. Can I tell you, Charles Entertainment Cheese did the best thing. Like, there is no better uh, sidestep than that. Like, that, what whoever did that, if they don't now own Chuck E. Cheese, then I don't know what that is the most brilliant thing anyone's ever done. Like, it's just impossible to do anything smarter than that. Because I would never know. I would never know. <laughs> no. Well, that's the thing. Like, they've been doing this for months now. And <laughs> someone just found out. They're like, this tastes familiar. Like, an ex-Chuck E. Cheese cust- like, worker, <laughs> like, kitchen worker was like, I've made this before. I know this. Because it's a distinct taste, that Chuck E. Cheese pizza. Like, you know, when you bite into a Chuck E. Cheese pizza, what you're getting. They're like, I know this. Like, they look into it. They're like, fuck, they got us. <laughs> Dude, we are going to find out that they bottle that beer that they serve. It's not actually Bud Light. It's the, you know, I don't know. What's the purple monster's name? I don't know any of their names. Like, oh, <laughs> it's, it's not Grimace. Grimace is the... Grimace is the... Grimace is the McDonald's, the McDonald's monster. purple guy. Um... <laughs> Well, that was my plan this week. Was I'm doing a deep dive of the fucking Chuck E. Cheese cinematic universe on the plunge this week. Can I tell you, it's so funny because my nephews got deep into Five Nights at Freddy's. And I was like, yeah. I got to be there when I was like, you guys know this is like just Chuck E. Cheese, but as a horror game. And they were like, what? Oh like they, re- they all of a sudden saw the correlation. I was like, yeah. And they're like, oh my God, it's amazing. I can't wait for that. Are you really, are you still gonna do it? Yeah, we're we're going on a deep dive to the rest of it because I guarantee, like last week, I learned that there's a deep etymology to the Spyro family and all of their characters. All right, we're at the end of the episode, so I'm gonna cut you off and ask right now because you like vaguely mentioned it on episode 100, I think. But what is the deal? Because I was like, I don't know what was it. You oh yeah, you like recommended the show to delvin and i was like oh Ray, I, we have a fan look at that 
damn you, Spyro. Huh, interesting. I'm like, who is this person? <laughs> everything, too. I changed everything. If you didn't see that my bio just still says, like, host of Plunge, you would have no idea. <laughs> well, because also on the Plunge Twitter, it's still got your old handle up there. So oh, I was like, shit, Doo-doo. that's right. I got to change that. Good thinking. Uh, no, and it's so like, this user I'm does gonna... not exist. <laughs> so I, I was bored one day. And I looked up Moneybags, and then I realized on his thing. So Moneybags is a character in like two of the Spyro games who just takes Spyro's gems. <laughs> and I looked up; they have a wiki page for it. And I was like, "This is fucking bananas! <laughs> Why do they have a wiki page? Like, there's like two good games." And then I go down, and it said he has like six children. And I was like, "No fucking way!" <laughs> and then I go and look, and I click Maxwell Moneybags. And I look, and there's this, like, 16-bit photo of him just looking like, like, just 8-bit-ass Maxwell money bags. And I was like, holy shit. I am this. <laughs> uh, so now I plan on, I'm, me and Hunter are getting into streaming. We're going to start streaming soon. And I have Simpsons Hit and Run that I'm getting ready to stream a full playthrough of. And then I'm now going to be streaming Spyro. Uh, the original three from the PS1, uh, playing the remaster all the way through, but I'm playing it going undercover as Maxwell Moneybags to get revenge on Spyro, <laughs> hence my at, uh, damn you Spyro, uh, for Papa being Moneybags, because Spyro hurt Papa, and <laughs> you just said so many words. words right now a papa and spyro yes i know yeah. spyro and that is it i know no- but by the way i knew nothing about the goofy averse either until you guys yeah, broke listen, it all down so we're doing a deep dive you know what happens we're gonna we might do a double deep dive because that was one of those we ran out of time we went long with the voicemails and stuff i know dave wanted to ask many a questions of mac 12 money pass <laughs> <laughs> So we'll probably was, go into that a little. Bit. <laughs> it was perfect. Uh, and and it's funny because like I, my girlfriend was like, I sent her a meme like from my normal timeline because like my normal timeline is still off. <laughs> I sent her a meme. And she was like, "What the fuck is this?" And I was like, "Isn't this funny?" She's like, "I don't get it, but I know you're just giggling to yourself profusely in your bed right now, so I'm happy for you." <laughs> and I was like, "You're goddamn right, I am." <laughs> She's like, I know you too well to know that you think this is hilarious, and I don't get it, but I'm sure in some world it is. So go you. I my my only disappointment with it was when I was like, someone's recommending us a fan, and then it was like, hi, I'm Riley. I was like, God dang it, I appreciate it, but (sighs) (laughs) too good. Uh, Riley, this was fun. This has been an absolute <laughs> pleasure, my friend. <laughs> we need I'm, to do I'm, this again soon. We should. Uh, I'll, like I said, I'll be down in Tampa. I'm a season a ticket holder to the Tampa Bay Bucks, so I'm going to be down there in Tampa often this fall. So, yeah, I'm sure you we'll won't be sure get, to link up. Catch, you know, the next version of COVID. It'll be leprosy, uh, and your nose will just fall Rona. off. Yep. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm going to become a Florida man. Chris said. <laughs> Uh, do you want to tell the people where to find you once again? Uh, yeah, you can find my personal account at damn you Spyro. <laughs> <laughs> Spelled how it sounds. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then uh, follow the Plunge Podcast. is at Plunge Podcast everywhere. And we're on all streaming platforms. So go check us out. Uh, you've heard what it's about. And uh, yeah, thank you again, DJ. It's been a, been a pleasure. Dude, thank, <laughs> thank you. Uh, and as always, if you want to go and listen to the music you heard on this episode, you can go to Cullah.com. That is C-U-L-L-A-H.com. Listen to the new album, buy some merch, be cool for once in your life, and keep dragging.